0: On this episode of Quantum Week, October 9th through 15th, 1994. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories and the time. Uh, And we are in 1994 talking Quiz Show and Supernova, the back half of Chris's birthday week. Yes. You chose everything. I
1: did. Okay. Anything we need to get into before we start uh, talking about Quiz Show? We got a bonus show coming up, guys, on Wednesday. Right. um, Because Justin Jones, it's his week, so we'll have shows Wednesday, which will be a free show, 48 hours. Uh, Saturday, which will be another free show for blood and the Patreon show for you folks will be the toy, which I think will be a fun conversation. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, bonus, I so hooray. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I woke up at three 30
0: in the morning and I've been up ever since. To have no idea why you woke up at three 30 this morning. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I just, oh, phew, oh, no. you know what? Uh, I had like, I've had like a headache for the last couple days. Like this weird thing. I don't know why it's sort of ebbed and flowed, ebbed and flowed. And I woke up at three 30 in the morning with it, took some math. Ass- I don't take. Aspirin very often, but I took a little bit of it and just couldn't get back to sleep. I think I probably finally did sometime around six thirty this morning for maybe a half an hour, and then I was like up and ready to go. But
1: sounds like Matt's got those old aneurysm blues. Is that what that
0: is? Yep. <laughs> when your brain explodes in two days. Oh, that would be terrible. You know you'd feel <laughs> it would not be b- good. Yeah, how bad you'd feel about that. You'd feel oh, really I'd be bad. upset. Yeah, I'd be sad. Yeah. Oh,
1: we're, we're talking about this. Um <laughs>
0: uh so, wow, so that's not good for you. Yeah, right? it's very weird. Uh but weird. actually I'm I'm doing okay now, yeah. but it was a little bit of a slog today. As you might imagine, oh boy, tough. T- I was tweeting at three thirty in the morning. i was like, don't do whatever uh, f- that happens. Probably not the best idea. Talking about yeah, talking to no one, screaming nobody. Right. That's exactly right. There's no I'm interaction. Man. You're
1: losing your mind, aren't you? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm doing great. A bit.
0: What you, About what? I don't know. Just going crazy. No, I don't think so. No? I was feeling a little bit blue uh, earlier this week though. Cause you know, uh, last two like November's or something. Is when I started to feel blue. Oh, See, it's, it's
1: dark, and I think everyone know, feels like that know, in know. this area, right? Like uh, it's dark earlier, and it's like,
0: ugh. I started microdosing again, and uh, so oh, did you. If, uh, yeah, just to like just ease me through. A little that's bit. why you're uh, getting up at three thirty in the morning. I don't think it doesn't you're usually affect me it like, like that. high. <laughs> Woo hoo! Seeing purple ponies.
1: <laughs> you really are a crazy person. Like microdosing. You and say else. that I'm crazy you and are. I don't, like, it's so easy like, I'm for, weird. I fully acknowledge that. I completely I'm admit, not crazy. I completely a, Do I'm you realize, weirdo.
0: like, I have, re- we talk about, I have reasons for the, for why I do stuff. Though. Crazy Cra-
1: people have crazy reasons for my doing reasons things. That's are how it works.
0: My reasons are not just because <laughs> they're unorthodox. Just because they're <laughs> out of your fucking narrow <laughs> worldview you call a crazy. We're going to get you microdosed. I'm going to dose you. I'm awesome. You mixed. dose your coke over there. I'm just like,
1: okay. drop, drop, drop. Person. Uh, no, I definitely think you're a crazy person. I definitely do think I'm a weird person, though. So, you have that on me. So, I'm weirder everybody's than you. Weir- everybody's weird in no, their own no, way. No, 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 no. You no. don't think so? Oh, there's some I really, think- really normal people think, out there. I think, yeah. I think, I think, I think most people are, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I think there's less weird than you think. Do, they, do you think, I mean, like, I mean, less even, interesting? Even the action of doing this is kind of weird. That's like, what true. we're doing. Like, this is weird. Doing yeah. a podcast, a whole thing. It's like, why you know, are talking, espousing our opinions and on things like. Well, I mean, it's because the people want it. All right, but it's <laughs> strange. Um, I agree, it's strange. But like, yes, but no, I definitely you're, you're crazy. I, I enjoy the crazy. It makes makes it fun. Makes it fun. If you if you were not crazy, the show would be, I say, like forty percent less fun for me. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. It would be a lot more. Oh, I lot agree. Fun. I'm yeah. not complaining. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm spouting a fact. Not a complaint. Yeah. Uh, compliment. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll take it that. You're way, a fucking too. psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compliment.
0: Well, that just makes everything better. Good. Um, so. Here we are, though, but I watched Quiz uh quiz show two nights ago, actually. I've done that a few times now where I've watched it. Usually I watch it the night before because it's fresher. But I was like, I don't know. I guess I was bored a couple nights yeah. ago when I watched it. And uh I hadn't seen it since mm, 94, 95. Since it came out? Yeah. Um and I was glad I watched it again. I, I was actually really looking forward to seeing it again because I hadn't in so long and I knew this was a movie liked, so I thought it'd be fun to watch it. Uh I think it was uh, very good, not great, though. Very good, not great. I would mm, like we're talking. Like <sighs> B plus A minus territory.
1: I completely agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. I picked this, you know, week um, really for Shawshank, honestly. Yeah, of course. Um, Pulp Fiction obviously w- would have been picked as well, but we already done it. Uh, no, is just a movie that I just want to talk about, especially for, you know, I don't know if you patrons had realized this yet, but, you know, usually the weeks the movies we pick for you guys are more, I don't say cult classics, but more.
0: Yeah, it might fall under All the radar. Path yeah. A little
1: bit or movies. Just, I just think actually just be an interesting conversation to have. That's also why I picked the Despair. We'll get into that in, yep. in a bit too. Sure. Um, I just think it's just a more interesting conversation. I think quiz show lends itself to a lot of interesting conversations. It's definitely a movie you kind of think about after you see it. Just like Matt, I haven't seen it since roughly it came out. Probably like, oh. well, maybe a little after. I'm surprised this isn't one you would have rewatched. I, I was no reason not to I just yeah. slips through the clacks in fact th- and this is kind of a anti-primal fear experience where i actually enjoyed this more than i remembered it really um i liked it when it came out i probably gave it a b when i was 15 whatever yeah, i give you- this like a b plus now this yeah. is pretty good yeah um it's a beautiful film redford does an amazing job with the visuals he it's does he does um, even the way like ray finds his lit is he's so handsome he's almost pretty um it, it, it's it's just a terrifically shot beautiful looking film and um, I, my complaint of the movie when I saw it and the complaint a lot of critics have when it came out, and not this is a complaint you have or mm-hmm. not, it's just too damn slow. And I don't really feel that way. I feel Didn't mind it, it. Feels it's pace pretty well. Yep, I thought so. You thought so too? I,
0: I That's strange that in 94, 95, people would think it was slow. Yeah, like, people like,
1: isn't... hey, like, let's get on with it a little bit. Um, it, don't get me wrong. This was a critically regarded film. Yep. It was nominated for best picture. Fact, oh, it fact, got yeah, four, four nominations. Right. All four major uh, got actor, I'm director. sorry. Director. Excuse me, director, picture, Screenplay and supporting actor. Yes, So all major awards. Um, and critics generally liked this movie. Yeah, but they um, thought it was slow. But yeah, it was kind of the knock on it, if anything. And do you think that's
0: why it didn't do so well in the box office? So it didn't do, didn't do well in like, the box office. It kind of had the, anti- the same
1: sh- reason. Shawshank didn't do well. Okay, which is like a the, bo- the box office was flooded. You had kind of the, the right. death rattle of Lion King still there. We have uh Pulp Fiction. Forrest Gump. You have the death rattle of Forrest Gump still there. Yeah. Um, so you have these blockbusters smashing into some pretty big fall movies. You do. Um, like, you know, like Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, I can't emphasize enough too. The. It was rolled out kind of slowly through theaters. Like it It. it got a wide release, but it was a very small wide release and kept growing, growing through word of mouth. And remember this is before the internet's really a giant thing. Yeah, my um, friends were
0: like, you have to see this movie. Yeah,
1: and like, it was all people were talking right. about for a good month and a half. Um anyone who's a, who likes movies so that was the rush was hey how can we see pulp fiction what theaters are playing and how do we get right. there? that was the thing yeah so a movie like Shawshank or Quiz Show which are quieter films um definitely targeted more for and this is PG 13 but this is obviously a movie that's made so for dumb. adults yeah. um it's just kind of like fell through the cracks plus it's released you know what are we talking September October yeah like that's not
0: Prime time for right. uh, for releases. So and the the movie poster is weird too. You see the back of uh, Ralph Fiennes, uh, same uh,
1: head. When do we run into this? Oh, uh, Office Space. Office Space. Right? Exactly. Office Space has Put
0: Jennifer Aniston
1: on the cover. Right, and obviously <laughs> uh, you know Quisha doesn't have any big name stars. That's the that's the real drawback. Right. So what it does instead is right. We see the back of Fine's head, and it's what are we doing here? Uh, it, I think it's actually a gorgeous picture. I it is a cool that, picture. That, but why is that going to make me want to see this movie? I yeah, you know, at some point, it's less about the art of this beautiful shot and more about what did what is the action you're trying to accomplish?
0: Exactly, and, and and you're not, and you're talking about a movie from the fifties. It's like, so I,
1: how I, is that, dry, that? How would that dry that, in? That kind of got swept under the rug of history. People forgot about this. Yeah. So you're talking about this kind of forgotten event. I'm not saying everyone did. I'm sure many people alive remember it quite clearly. But think about like you have to be of a certain age to have any recollection of this. And the ones that do is it wasn't like this was in the zeitgeist a ton reading, you know, in the 80s or early 90s. Right. People weren't talking about the 21 scandal. So, right. You have to explain this in this movie poster. Just the shot of Ray Fine's back of his head. It's not going to make That's me want to go to the movie theaters. It's <laughs> not. And with a quiet movie, you have to excite people a little bit extra than you would for something that people, you know, don't need that little jolt. Exactly. For.
0: I don't know how you do that, though. You'd have to have like a quick paced promo, like video trailer or something, something that was kind of snappy.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they really thought that um, you know, Robert Redford's name, and he's the director, uh, and you know, of course directed ordinary people, which is which is a better movie than this, but um uh this is right there with it. Um and having his name as being the director is gonna somehow be a game changer. He had just finished River Runs Through it a couple years true, earlier. Right. But that didn't make a ton on it. No, and that was more an artistic Another film as quiet well. Film. Yeah, exactly. So I, I I think at some point you and the other so the other issue too was that Robert Redford, we talked about this uh, very recently um, with the Celine Dion episode. Yeah. That movie Up Close and Personal rears its head again. Yep. So he's in Up Close and Personal and he's like, ah, I can't really do, because this was supposed to come out the first half of 94. Oh, okay. And it got pushed. And uh, he's like, well, I can't do the marketing for this movie because I'm obligated to do this other movie because, you know, I had already signed up I'm right. the star of this major film. Right. Um, it costs fifty million dollars to make. I can't just not be there. I, I'm there. I have to sure. they're like, well, we need you at these press junkets and things like that. And he's like, Well, I can't do it. Yep. And because of that, it created some bad blood between him and Buena Vista. And then it created bad blood between Buena Vista and some film festivals because they were expecting Robert Robert Redford and they didn't get Robert Redford. They didn't get anyone. So uh, it, it, it was a, another issue. So some people say that might be a reason why it didn't do well internationally. I don't know. I mean, 1994, 95, would a movie like a quiz show have done well internationally anyway. Right. It's an American story. I yeah, mean, probably not. big not, stars, right. But that's what some people say. So this movie had a few things going against it from a marketing standpoint. I also just don't know how you sell a movie like this.
0: It's a really hard one. It's a time period and it's also, right. You've got, you have a, a great cast who's an, a great ensemble cast. Great do ensemble a, cast. An awesome job. Like, let's not, you know, it's, they they do some amazing job. performances in this movie. There are love more on this film. He is
1: so good. Oh, Robert, their accents terrible. Oh, I didn't. It didn't bother oh, me at all. Did that, not bother me. That got, me at got all. a lot of uh, shit when it came out. I just don't. Some even. Some people still say it's one of the worst Boston accents. Oh, I don't think it was that bad. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty bad. The first act, it, it winds down a little in didn't the second, third me. act. It's not good. Um, it's kind of unnecessary. Uh well, yeah, yeah, I can see why it was. I mean, but, he's from, hmm. but it's not really. A, it's not important where he's from. In this movie. I think it was stronger then, though. You think about what the Kennedy sound like. I from know, that's what he's that kind of going for. Exactly, it was just a lot. Ah, it, it didn't it was, bother me. It wasn't needed. Um, other than that, though, I think he's quite good. I think Ray Fiennes is amazing. He's really good too. He's really good. Yeah. Um. Paul Schofield is, is the one that got nominated, right? And he's great too. Best scene in the movie, uh, my opinion, is the near the end of the movie, uh, the scene between Paul Schofield and uh, Ray Fiennes, a father and son, in the classroom. In the classroom, when yeah. Ray Fiennes finally confesses to his father that that he has been cheating. Yes. It is shot. So well the performance by Schofield because you really believe that he's that he doesn't he, he's, he's like in shocked yes. he's in shock yes. he's repeating some of the same things over it's very actually very it's very normal it yeah. seems like so so natural well because I kind of thought he knew he
0: had an inkling earlier you know what I mean I don't think he did he he must not have because yeah. his, his surprise seemed I real. think he
1: just finds it also trivial yeah ha, that's, ha, ha, that's exactly right he finds it also so, so yeah, that's stupid not scholarly and silly. like you're
0: right. doing something important here at the college at Columbia you wa- who this silly little thing like he wasn't even wa- that, right he wasn't even watching it. Wasn't even watching his son on television, right? For most of the film, which sounds
1: crazy to us, but take a step back for a second. Let's re- let's let's take ourselves out of it for a second, and then put ourselves back into it. So what I mean by that is, it's easy for us to judge Paul Schofield's character. Like, well, he didn't even know his son was popular on this show. Okay, well, if my if I had a kid and they were a big deal on TikTok, I might not understand that, right until it was like kind of, you know, now is the cover of time. Yes. So maybe my, you know, my child then is on the cover of time for being a star of TikTok. Then it kind of grabs my notice. Yeah. But until then I might not be aware. And this guy lived in a world without TV. Yeah, he's not he got TV man. at his birthday. Television at his birthday party right. only because Rafe gave it to him. Right. So I, I can understand why, um, he, he didn't, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't understand the mag, magnitude of what his son was dealing with. Yeah. Um, but back to that scene though, uh, I love how even Ray Fiennes is like behind, like he doesn't, he's not face to face with his dad. He's like, he's terrified of him. Yes. He and he's like, what, nine rows deep in this uh, yes. lecture hall. Um, and he's kind of like straddling the chair. He's very nervously moving. Ray Fiennes is fantastic in that scene, too. Yeah. But Schofield is so great. Like he really, which is so hard for an actor to show disbelief because you Otis know is, the script. He knows the script. Right. You've memorized the goddamn script. But for him to act so naturally as being that surprised, he seems like a guy who's totally been blindsided. And you can see in his eyes, he loses faith in his son. And then, uh, Ray finds is so terrified. He asked his dad to come with him to the. Oh, I know hearing. his parents.
0: Can you imagine your elderly parents bringing them to
1: something like but that? But he was alone in the, line the line, I know so he was. He needed that support. And they do go. They, they do, do go. go.
0: The other amazing scene is after the, these testifying, and the both parents, of Schofield and uh, and and finds are are outside and, and fielding questions from the media. And you could see like Schofield, he feels like he can weather it. By just kind of being, you know what? We're honest now. I'm um, supporting I'm my always son. always proud of my son. I'm all, Exactly. But then it just falls apart because the questions get really tough and he didn't know. Well,
1: they get pointed. They ask they about pointed. Columbia. They right. ask about being a professor. Yes. And when, it's almost like a George Costanza, like worlds colliding. Yes. It's when the Columbia world, the teaching world, the scholarly world, like yes. you said, collides with this world. Paul Schofield's character cannot, literally can't handle it.
0: Can't handle it. And you just see him kind of crumble yeah. and- and they, they take off, but, uh, he, he's great. He's great throughout and he's great in, uh, in both of those Well deserved
1: nomination. Um, Agreed. I, I, in a, in a strong movie year. Uh, and Ray fines, I know this year is so stacked. It's hard, but I, in my opinion, Ray fines performance is way better than Tom Hanks is for scump. Um, and not, yeah. it's not a discredit to Hanks. I just feel no. like that he is, a, Hanks has had that one great scene with Haley, Joe Osment, where he's like, you know,
0: yeah, he's that's a, that is a great he's scene. Like my son. Yep.
1: Uh, or is my son stupid? Yeah, he, yes. Uh, but uh, is uh the scope the ray fine stuff is fantastic yeah he's very good in this my one note as far as you say great ensemble my one issue is the david paymer hank azaria stuff so Mm. are they villains are they comic relief they can't really be both here it's not a disney movie Uh, i know it is a disney movie, but it's not a disney cartoon (laughs) um so we got to kind of go one way here guys like think so a little bit like you can't have them just be these silly buffoons in a way and then how they're manipulating a lot of. Oh, this. Oh, I think the silly buffoonery was was an act. It was an act, but it's but it's not just to find. You don't think it's just find. Azaria sees Ray Fiennes, right? Yes. And he realizes it's our guy, and then he's like doing a this is our guy dance, right. Running back to the office. That's you shoot, think that's too
0: cheesy for. They're, show, uh, they're
1: showing us. They're telling us that these guys are maybe s- smart, sleazy, but a little buffoonish. I see. Um, and I, I I almost think the movie didn't know quite quite what to do with them. They obviously wanted. Uh, the Martin Scorsese character is the guy that runs Jarrettol, and the NBC president to be the villains. They did, but we don't see enough of them to be villains. That's true. So if you you know it almost like you can't you know Redford kind of wants to have it both ways here with how these guys are shot and also the screenplay which is by uh, was it Mark and Antas and Uh. Uh.
0: Atnazio, <laughs> A T T A N A S I O, Atnazio. What else did
1: he write this? He's wrote some else. Oh, he good.
0: did uh, Donnie Brasco. Thank you. Right.
1: Nominated for both. Uh, he's done some some oddly bad. He did history. some other- He did Sphere with uh, Dustin Hoffman yes, and uh, other... Sharon Stone. <laughs> yes. uh, he's done some, yeah, he's hit or miss. He, he's, but still, he... those two are good. Brasco and this one both was very good. Yeah, both yeah. fantastic scripts, actually. Yeah. Uh, and th- and that's the one issue I have. the script is that, is that element. It was like, eh, it doesn't quite know. Well, but of course, they're sort of protected.
0: The the head of the network and-, oh, of and, and the head of the yeah. So, right, so they're kind of, I think, I think we don't necessarily know that they're villains until the end of the, when they're testifying before Congress, don't you think?
1: Oh, no. And no. then you're
0: like, holy shit, these guys are- f-
1: Oh, evil. we know they're villains when Moro's interviewing with, uh, well, we know they're villains too when um, the NBC guy tries that's true. to get, he finds the contract. Yeah, that's true. That on. And then we know when Moro's talking with Stacey, we know but that. But it's
0: almost like they could be bad, but the fact that they got away with it makes, makes it so much worse. Like now they're untouchable bad. They are untouchable bad, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that didn't bother me as much, the buffoonery of, uh, of those two. One thing that doesn't say. bother
1: me about this movie, I don't know if it bothers you. Um, so at the end of the day, this isn't a big deal. So it is a big deal in this time, right? Because these people are, you know, if you're 1958, you you put trust in these shows. You, you don't know any different, right? That's exactly right. So to watch it, even in 94, this was like, I remember thinking this back when I saw it back then. Because, you know, in 94, obviously, I'm a child post-Watergate. I, I only know distrust on some level with my government and distrust with the media. To watch in 2021 it really takes a special kind of like naivete to not
0: uh, think that you're being
1: lied to on TV. Yeah. Like how do you even like get there from here? Like, I mean now, I mean, I personally, when I lived in New York, I was doing some stuff with comedy. I would take classes with people that were, their job was quote reality show writer. Yeah. Like they were writers, right. for, but exactly. if it's reality, then why do you need a writer? See, living you through know?
0: reality TV is a little bit different than, right. you know what I mean? Like they didn't have that at the time. No, 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 they didn't have anything of yeah, the exactly. Like you
1: completely, but it's, so, we're it so far harder. removed from that now. Like I say we were even far removed from that in 95 or 94. Right. But now we're so far removed from that, that it's, at the end of the day, like it kind of, you know, more is like I oh, go, TV kind of had us, you know, we didn't, I didn't get TV, TV kind of had us. That's and, true. And, he, and he, he's right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, that side's always going to kind of win because it's are. just entertainment. That's what people want. And at the end of the day, maybe they aren't really villains because, like, did they really do anything wrong? Like, no crime was really committed. It was a TV show. No one was hurt.
0: No, it was just people's expectations. It's like the expectations of news. These are the people that I see who tell me what's going on in the world, so right. I have this a trust. And it's coming from this technology that I don't, that I don't understand at that time in the fifties. I don't right. really understand how this pick, moving picture yeah. thing happens. So that must, this must be true. If I believe that it is in my living room, I sort of have to believe what's coming from it is true. Um, actually I liked thinking about how that started. It's like, I wonder if, I wonder the first people, I mean, liars have been liars forever, but like the first people on TV who really figured out that they could get away with it. Maybe this was like a first scenario where the producers of, of, uh, 21 were like, wait a minute, we get better ratings. If we have different, if we had these type of people on. So we should make sure these type of people are on because we'll sell more stuff.
1: Yeah, like well, I, I mean, they were, I'll, but they were rigged um, quiz shows on the radio. Oh, there were. The yeah, oh, oh, think back. Oh, okay. That. I, mean, right. I, don't, was rigged, I don't know. But the problem was it wasn't as clear. Yeah. And people got away with it. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't as much distrust. Right. the uh, the reason that Redford was drawn to this project was that this was kind of the first time. This is the first like court case. This is the first, in Redford's mind, I'm sure you can go back and find other ones, but this is one of the first times where our trust was really kind of jarred publicly like this as a society. Obviously it kind of peaks with Watergate in 74, but you know, reading up until then, America's trust slowly gets withered away. Whether it be civil rights stuff, whether it be Vietnam stuff, whether it be JFK getting assassinated, all of this stuff, it starts to just chisel away. And Redford believed that this was kind of the, the first kind of, because it was so public?
0: Yeah. I would imagine after World War II, uh, trust in like American institutions are extremely high. Like you beat the Germans, you beat the Nazis, uh, you beat the fascists, and you know this huge victory. So right. trust at the end of the 40s and 50s, it's like really high. Um, but now this is on display. Like this is a public thing where you're seeing that people are lying to you. Yeah, I would say that they would, the erosion starts there, which I... I liked thinking about that because then I thought of, I thought about Watergate. Ebert gives the example of, uh, of Ollie North, of course. Yeah, right. And then it's James Clapper lying about American surveillance. And then, you know, down I mean, the you know, line, down
1: the line, even since we came out, I mean, yes. just a number of, I mean, yeah, you know,
0: we, we, and, and now any- like you think about anybody who, I think a lot of people do believe that the media is telling the truth and on our side or the government oh, is telling the truth. So. You don't think so? No, 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 no. You don't I, think you a lot know, of people? I,
1: I don't think anyone believes anything. Now, well, now media is so, you know, broken down by party lines. That's true. So like now it's almost like a distrust. Like people watch Fox News and they're like actually, if anything, they, they believe like the people that watch Fox News Will believe what Fox News is saying. So they're like, all right, this is good. Everyone else is lying. Exactly. People who watch MSNBC like, all right, well, this is good. Fox News is lying. So I guess they're still putting trust into one they thing. They are. Right. Right. Because so I guess, the divide and
0: conquer overrides the- Right. The, that. But yes. they still
1: have distrust about everything else. Like yes. I think that's the issue with like the, the COVID stuff. Like, no one trusts anyone else. And then because of that, they've now taken sides. And now it's like, no one even wants to like, how no one can even like have a discussion. Like, everyone's trust lies in someone else or in a certain compartment that- you can't even like have this, but that's true. Down with COVID, with politics. Every, I mean, everything now. Everything is so politicized. It is, you know, uh, race stuff. Or everything now is just it's 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 a lot of it lies, or a lot of it lives in the idea that the other trust, other side is lying to me. Yes, where that wasn't the case in 1958. It doesn't seem like people just had, I think, a lot more trust. I think so. Which seems like a much nicer way to live. Maybe it's a, a I don't say dumber, but maybe it's a more. Simpler. Well, I wonder what's better. What's
0: worse? I mean, I would imagine if there are a bunch of people lying to you, it would be better to know about it than not. But
1: maybe not for a game but show. But is it better to just assume everyone's lying to me all the time? Like half the, or half the country's lying to me all the time? Like that seems like a, ter- it seems like a terrible way to live. This seems a terrible, you know, like this, does, this world we're in right now isn't great.
0: Yeah. I wonder if I fall into that. I think I believe that everybody in power is lying.
1: Like that's crazy a little bit, right? No, you think everyone's lying.
0: <sighs> Well, I think when you get to a certain, I think unfortunately when you get to a certain level, you do have to compromise on stuff. You, you just have to sure. like, so if you're compromising on stuff, then, you know, you're not, I mean, it's hard to tell the, it's hard to tell the actual whole truth all the time. If you're a politician, like, cause there's nuance there. Yeah. So you kind of have to go sound bites where people understand. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I'm sure there, I know there are people who are a lot worse than, and people who are a lot better Right. on that. But I do think to a certain extent, they kind of have to lie a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe like you know, like even I think back in the '50s, people would joke around like, "Oh, lawyers are kind of like liars," and I think politicians were kind of liars to some extent. Yeah, they're even actors, back kind then, of, yes. they were yeah, kind of right. those kind of jokes. Yeah. But like these people back then seemed really shocked and blindsided that you're right, this thing they're living on would lie to them. Um, it's
0: so funny how much trust that people put. Like even you know, we wa- did we talk about this on the '80s? Like my parent, you know, we watched the news every mm-hmm. every night, like before dinner or at dinner yeah. or something
1: we well, had you find out what was going on though we didn't have I know, the same but, that, to, but that's right
0: but like make- how much trust we put into the people who were telling us stuff from that tv it that had to start somewhere where like right. this, this tv is telling us the and even early internet it's like oh if we see it on the internet it's like oh well must be re- well kind of well researched or something if we're getting this information they must be telling us the truth we almost looked at it like encyclopedia britannica and not just some guy typing
1: some shit on the online Encyclopaedia Britannica, by the way, probably was, had problems well, too. Not only that, but was, the editor of Encyclopaedia Britannica for many years was Charles Van Doren. Okay. Oh, was it really? That's what he did afterwards. <laughs> yes, that's what his job was. He after after the scandal, he ended up getting a job as editor in chief with Encyclopaedia Britannica. So, <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Yeah.
1: What I love is that uh, he's hard to dislike. Well, that's uh, that's an interest. See, that's the other element of this film I, I find quite interesting is that basically you have someone whose superpower is likability. Yes. And people want to like him. I'm I watching to like this. Him. You want to like him. I do. He's so handsome, but yet, like I said, almost pretty. So he's handsome in like a very like uh, non-threatening way. Yes. Um. He seems affable. He he's not an, He's like the opposite of annoying. Like he's always kind of knows when to chime in. Yes. But never butts in.
0: He's smart, but doesn't throw it in your face.
1: Yeah. He's got
0: like some introspection there about it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And he seems thoughtful and he interesting,
0: does. and uh, and you could tell like. He wants to, pl- he really wants to please his family, really wants to please his dad. Right. But he doesn't do it in like an ugly way, like an act out Gonna like you could see him a little bit, but he doesn't act out like no. a spoiled brat. It's not that. He just wants to, he wants his dad to be
1: proud of him. And it, 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 you can see why that, you know, NBC was drawn to of having course. him be this, this guy. And it's just exactly why, like someone like Herbert Stemple, he's like, and brilliantly done by Tutorial. Yeah, Tutorial a great time. Uh, so good. Uh, uh, and uh, Stemple is just so unlikable. Just annoying. I just annoying. Braggart. Yeah. Know it all. Feels
0: entitled. He's getting the answers. And he still feels smarter than everybody. Right. It's crazy.
1: Uh, So yeah, (laughs) that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that you know, you have that juxtaposition there. I think Redford does a great job, as with Toro, as Fine's all do such a good job showing. Cause you need the sample character to show you fine superpower. Yes. And, or Van Doren superpower. You need to have that. The other thing I think is really interesting is like casting fines here. So Ra- Ray finds is cast here as this guy that's incredibly likable, right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the most likable man in America. Yes. So he just got nominated the year before the most, One of the most evil characters in film in '93. What was that? should list. Oh, of course, yes, of course, of course. Of he, course. he was a, a, a Nazi soldier that yes. would just gun down Jewish people left and right, like one of the most like <laughs> evil people on film. It really right. shows you Ray Fiennes' strength as an actor, yes, to be able to a year later not that people forget that role, but to be able to kind of be Still. Van Doren without having people kind of always bring up that juxtaposition all the time, right? So Ray Fiennes, and who's he's only been nominated. Um, Twice. He got nominated again in- For
0: uh, English Patient, right? The
1: year yeah. after this for English Patient.
0: What a run, those three in a row. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty
1: good. And he, I mean, he's still, he's still, I mean, he was uh, Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. He's done, some, he's in the James Bond movies. Yeah, he is. As a, um, yeah. He's done, uh, he's done yeah. some things. He's had a nice little, i say little, he had a nice strong career.
0: It's still not, I mean, he's a better actor than some of the stuff he's done. And, and I think he was forgotten for a while too, through like the- Maybe the early 2000s. I agree with you. Yeah. Maybe the Voldemort. I guess one
1: was Harry Potter? Yeah, but like, no, that's that's you're right.
0: Because he's got a mask he's on. got it wearing all that makeup. Yeah, that that's thing. not him. Or the, you, know. Yeah, yeah. like this, you know?
1: Yeah, I almost feel like watching this. You know. yeah, like watching this, you know. this isn't like Edward Norton. This isn't. This doesn't keep me up at night like Edward Norton's thing does. But it does make me feel a little bit like ah, we got something on the table with him. Yep. You know, like he should have had a better career. Agreed. Um. Yeah, because three
0: really like great performances in a row. He's good in *English Patient* too. I haven't seen it so long. Yeah, he's good. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of a that one's going to be slow watching that yeah, motherfucker we'll run into
1: that. I'm sure. But, uh, uh, but still he's good. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's a very good actor. I mean, he's, he's a very, very good actor. So yeah, I definitely feel like if you told me, you know, after, after Schindler's list or even after this, like, Oh, Ray Fine's only get nominated for one more. Yeah. You're crazy. What, yeah. what, what happened? He die. Right. Like, like, like I would expect actually get him to have five or seven nominations when it's all said and done. And he might retire with just the two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but he's fantastic here. Um, I can't get over once again, how, how beautiful this is, like how it makes the fifties look. It feels like Queens, like Totoro walking him, like showing him like sure. walk through Queens. That feels so, so authentic to me. Uh, Scorsese has a great line. And then he goes, uh, it's not, it's Queens. Isn't New York, yeah, which right. is very funny. Cause Scorsese of course was born in Queens. So right. a little inside joke there. Right. Um, so was born right near Flushing where, where the, the New York Mets, if they ever play again, we'll play. Um, yeah, having Scorsese in this movie is a great pull. Also, I don't know if you know this, but the guy that uh, plays uh, Gar- Garroway, who's the, um, the NBC Today Show host, yeah, that's um, Barry Levinson. The
0: oh, famous yeah. Director. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Redford right getting a couple of big name directors because actually Levinson was going to direct this. Oh, he was. And yeah, he got pulled away for something else. This was caught in, caught in a you know he was contracted to do it. And then he, he ended up uh, having, I think what he did next, but it was something different. And then uh, after uh through it, they pulled in Redford to do this. I
0: see um, a lot of connections to Scorsese too. Cause you had uh, the cinematographer as well, uh Ballas or whatever. Is that how you pro- pro- pronounce the name? The guy, he, he did uh, gangs of New York. Oh, he did okay. uh, age of innocence. He did, he did a ton of, he did um, the explains, Departed. What,
1: explains why this movie looks so good, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, a very talented cinematographer. Um, very talented. It's about, it's a ball house. Yeah. He is good yeah uh color of money he did last temptation of christ he
1: did yeah some of his movies are around really. exactly good fellas he did yeah you that's know, all right so that little movie? yeah uh yeah no and you can, it explains why i mean this movie yeah. looks so sharp it does it's also like a movie of like many things are centered in this movie which is really like if uh if you watch it, it, it almost every movie's uh, every shot's almost like a picture in a lot of ways where you have things centered really well and you have kind of a background it's almost like a little work of art with all these they do a great job with some of the Art Deco stuff, especially like in and around Rock Center, yeah. And then also just showing, like you said, like kind of the the Queens, you know, having Totoro just kind of make that walk with all the neighbors, meeting him and everything. So it does a, it does a great job showing you different sides in New York. It also shows you Columbia and how like it's almost like a heavenly place, it and how it's lit and everything. So yeah, Redford and Ballhouse must have worked really well uh, together on, on this because uh, that seems everything seems beautiful and it does. Even though this movie is a little long, Um, I didn't get bored watching it, yeah. partly because of the visuals and also the performances. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I'm surprised
0: he didn't like Morrow as much as I did, though. I think mean, he's good. I felt like after this, I was like, ah, Northern Exposure. He was so good on so that. So good on that show. And it's like, what the it, fuck happened to him, He Maybe the show in the early 90s. It was a very good show. I really liked very watching show. that. He's, he's very good. He did that show
1: in yeah, Numbers, right? Numbers,
0: too, which I think maybe I saw an episode or two. I was yeah, never really interested. Really I didn't, I didn't me, care. Yeah. But uh, like, what the fuck happened to him? He didn't, he just couldn't, he's a great, he's a really good actor. He's a very good actor.
1: Yeah, he he made some. The movie he does after this is a movie called The Last Dance, which is a movie with Sharon Stone's on death row, and oh, you know, he it, it never quite clicked. I don't I don't think people knew what to do with him, and um, so he's not he's not a leading man typically. He's not I don't think I don't want to say handsome enough. He's not maybe charismatic enough. There's something even with Northern Exposure. I mean, that was an oddball show. It was, and it worked out. He worked perfectly. Anyway. Yes, um, but with he's not your traditional leading man. Agreed. But he's also not like a Totoro. He's not a character actor. Like I can't he can't so do a lot of different things. I think he's kind of a one trick pony a lot of ways. He's a very intellectual, yes, very Jewish. He always usually plays Jewish characters. Um and because of that, I don't think he works out of that wheelhouse too often. Yeah. Um he's always playing these really smart guys he that is, right? are like Jewish guys from New York. <laughs> yeah. Basically or Boston Northeast. And it does really work for Northern Exposure because he's
0: out of place. Like he's, he's so out of place. place.
1: Even this one, he's a little out of place, because he like, he's so, you know, Ray Fiennes, is, uh, Van Doren's so likable that he's he's almost becomes infatuated with Van Doren to some extent, where he doesn't want to. He wanna, absolutely he does. He doesn't want to. He likes
0: him too. Yeah, we all like him.
1: Um, yeah. but he this, but the character Goodwin has to be incredibly smart, or else he wouldn't be in this position, and he has to be smart right. enough to finally know when to push back on, on Ray Fiennes' character. Yeah. So um, and you need someone who's a very bright guy to do that, and, and Morrow is very bright. I mean you. Very, I mean, he's very bright in real life. And it's our numbers is all about intellectualism and, and being, being really bright. So, I mean, I think a lot of this is, is him maybe being too smart for his own good. Could be. Um, and I don't really know. What else he fits in? He didn't really do anything else. That was, no, he didn't. Like he either plays lawyers or doctors, or I guess that number show, he played like a, like a FBI agent. I think that's what it was. Like, yeah. he, he, he can't, like I can't imagine him playing something that's,
0: that's- Yeah, like who's a good, there's no real good comp in movies that he would have taken the place of, probably. He's not an action star. He's not an action star.
1: You know, so I I really don't know what you do with him. Yeah. Um. And I guess that maybe I was what Hollywood was dealing with too.
0: That's too bad because I really liked seeing him. I was like, oh yeah, this motherfucker. He
1: he's he was really charismatic on uh, Northern Exposure, yeah. especially, and he's very good in this. He's fine in this. The accent's stupid, but uh, he's he's good in this.
0: I also like Mira Sorvino too. I liked seeing her here as the. Uh, Basically slapping him around a little yeah. bit towards the end. You're the Jewish Uncle Tom, I think is what she calls it. Yeah, she really goes uh, right <laughs> from his
1: coworker. Yes. it's an odd scene. I liked it because because she's, yeah. she's
0: like you're bullshitting yourself. Yeah, like you are infatuated with this motherfucker, and he's doing a bad thing. Yeah, like you need to snap out of it. I loved it.
1: It was it was it was interesting too. So there's some other levels to that too. So that was his first. So, uh, um, what's the guy's real name? I'm sorry, I should get his name. What's the character's real name? Uh, it Van dort Which one? Uh, Dick Goodwin. Oh right. So Dick, that was Mira was playing Dick Goodwin's first wife, who who died in 1972. Um, died very young. Um, so I wonder if he had, you know, because she's she's portrayed this movie very favorably. She so is. So he must he must have had because he produced he helped produce this. Dick oh, he did. So he obviously had a real hand in some of this, and yeah, uh, that character is played very well. So it's it's kind of sad to think about in retrospect. Like this guy must have really loved this woman. He he yeah, he has her shown very well in this film, uh, and then he his second wife though was Dor- Doris Kearns Goodwin who you might remember from the baseball um, d- a documentary, Ken Burns baseball documentary. She's been in a lot of Ken Burns documentaries. She's, I think she's in civil war as well. She's um, um, a, a famous writer and historian. Okay. Um, but uh, interesting though, that, uh, the, it, Cause I, I didn't even put two and two together with the Doris I didn't know until I was looking up that he married Doris Kearns. Yeah. Goodwin, yeah. But that's not who the Mira is character is playing. She's playing someone. Now, like, Sandra Goodwin. Okay. A uh, different person. Um, yeah, but she's good in this, um, right before she had her Academy award, uh, win for Mighty Aphrodite. That's right. And then, and then later on, of course, her career was destroyed by Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. He basically like, blacklisted her. Exactly. So, um, that, and that is me. It's a sad. I know. Sad story. Like she there. got
0: chewed up and uh uh because of one demon guy yes yeah not her fault at all and uh, unfortunately yeah cause she i mean she's very good in this and she, i mean uh i, I haven't seen my a- aphrodite in a long long time Oof, but yeah. i remember that she was good there she had a promising career and yeah so that is a sad that's a sad, sad scenario um let's see anything else so, so I'm giving this a B plus. Yeah, give, yeah. B plus, I It's a- like obviously
1: heavily recommended. Um, check it out. It's on. Uh, you, it's hard to find free anywhere, but um. Yeah, I couldn't get. It. I had to buy it, but that's yeah. typically what I have to do. These you days. rent them? You mean? Rent them? I yeah, mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was like three dollars. So for my cable to rent it, but. Yeah, um, but who do
0: we root for though? We're not rooting for Moro, even though yeah, we like are. him.
1: You're rooting you're for to be.: Yeah, you're rooting for Diggleman's character. Kind of, but I'm also rooting for. It's hard. Well, this is hard. Cause, yeah, because uh, Doren's doing his Doren trick on you. Yeah. Yes. Interesting that all that the three major characters in this film, uh, Goodwin, uh, Stemple, and Van Doren, all died relatively re- recently. Um, I think Van Doren died in 2018. Hmm. And I'm sorry, uh, Goodwin died in 2018. Van Doren died in 2019. And, um, almost exactly a year later is when Stemple died. Really? Um, yeah. Um, uh, so they're, they're all gone now. But they all look to be very old men. And Do you know what Stample did after this? He worked for the uh, New York Transit. He wasn't like a subway driver. But he yeah. was like, uh, I think he worked in, in their legal department um, yeah. uh, handling some things. And um, he, you know, you read interviews. Uh, finally, uh, Van Doren did talk about, he. for many years, he didn't talk about the scandal well, at all. Um, must have been extremely embarrassed. I extremely think. embarrassed. He also didn't need the money. Like he didn't need to like, you know, yeah. he has family money. So he didn't need that. So. Uh, he just went to a quiet life, said working for Encyclopaedia Britannica, but he did finally talk to, might have been the New Yorker, um, about about the scandal as a whole. And, I know they
0: offered him, uh, like you know, to pay him to come and, like, help them with the film, and he declined.
1: Yes, they offered him hundred thousand dollars to come as like a uh,
0: consultant. Yeah, something. yeah, and
1: and he did. He thought about it. I guess his wife advised him not to. Okay. Um yeah, because it had already been later so why why you Yeah, that? why can't I keep keep doing this? Um he, but did he, say but that he did talk about it afterwards and he he said um, he said he he had really no problems with the film. There was only one thing and that the was epilogue. The, the, right. Why would they do
0: that? So the epilogue says that he never taught again. Well I don't said, think he did teach again. He said he did
1: though. Yeah, I know, but I think he means like I taught like uh, I don't so know. He didn't, he teach, didn't it. teach at a college. I mean he went and became like he worked for Encyclopedia Britannic. It wasn't like teaching. You know what I mean? Like teaching, I guess is a word you can spin a number of ways. So
0: you think he was just spinning it?
1: No, I think his mind, he's still taught, but in the mind of like your average person sitting on the couch, watching this movie, like, no, you weren't a professor anymore. Like you got, like he resigned. So the way I,
0: I didn't look into it, but the way that the quote worked, it seemed like he had actually was back, excuse me in a, in a classroom at some point, but it sounds like that's not the case. I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe he was here and there, but I mean, at the end, I mean, maybe never taught again is dramatic. Um, it's also a movie. Hey, yeah. Also, I mean, yeah, but you don't have to. If it's it's also, an epilogue, bro, though, you fucking cheated on a fucking yes, TV did, show for like many weeks. So, like, dial back with the inaccuracy well, element. I mean, well,
0: I'm just saying. Let's. I mean, let's. I know, but it almost seems like. You don't actually have to put that epilogue there. Like we don't, we don't need to know that he never taught again. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add that much more of a dramatic effect to it. I think that was a
1: punch of like, see, he finally that, w- that was his punishment. I think I the film see. needed no. needed a punishment. getting something.
0: dragged before Congress and and fucking getting shunned by your peers and losing your uh, professorship
1: at Columbia wasn't enough. But the problem is we don't really see that though. I guess we don't. You know, because it's so it's so it's such at the end of the movie that we spend most of the movie kind of reveling in his success. We don't really see his downfall. I don't much.
0: know. I mean, it's pretty embarrassing when he has to admit and then getting, conclu- that was, a, I was, you know, immediately pissed off too, with the, con- with the Congress, the bot Congress people who were like patting him on the back. For yeah. that. I'm glad that one, I don't know, New, York or the New, Ohio York guy guy New Yorker, New Yorker from Long island was yes. like, what the f- you know, what do you mean? Why are we patting this? Telling the truth. He should have been telling the truth. But in that the first once
1: place. again, his power, he's so likely we could fool most people. Right. You want to pull for this I guy. I figured
0: the, uh, well, that was the NBC executive there. He, he that, paid some money. That's people. True, true. You know, all uh, the
1: right people kind of looking after him, but,
0: but you could tell that. I felt like, I feel like that was enough, like the embarrassment. And then the, afterwards with the, uh, with the, the reporters and stuff, that would have been enough to show that
1: maybe if- it was. And like we said, no real crime was committed. No one was hurt here. Right. Like, yep. yes, it's fraud, but it's not really, I mean, it's a show, man. It's, it's a like, show. What, you know, it's, it's entertainment, entertainment, like, right. that's show business, you know, like, um, you know, no one was, was actually hurt here. Um, but I, I think they definitely wanted to kind of stick it to him a little at the end. Maybe that's, maybe that's what he was more upset about too. Where he felt like, Hey, you know, I, I don't need any of that too, but, but yeah, I will say though, that's your one. Most of these picks. Yeah. There's a lot more real that life events. There's a lot into. more. Yeah. Right. Seems mystery. like Redford did a pretty good job. I think so. And I sort of the screenwriter. I want to get his name right. What am I saying? What's his name here?
0: It's uh ad a T T a N a S I O
1: ad I think he did a good job too. He did. Um, And you know, so I was thinking about this a little bit like, all right, well, I, I wonder if some people are going to hear this be like, Chris, I thought you didn't like biopics. What the fuck? <laughs> Fair complaint. My thing is I don't like biopics. This isn't a biopic. No, it's this not. is a movie about a historical event, which are quite, which I think can tell, can be much more interesting. The reason I don't like biopics is because we're cramming, you know, 20, 30, 40 years into a two hour movie. It That's doesn't right. work. It's just bad storytelling. Right. Because then we're just jamming stuff in. But something like this, have you seen 13 days with Bruce Greenwood and Kevin Costner? Uh, I don't think so. It's a very good movie. You should check it out. What's that about? Uh, it's about the Cuban Missile Crisis. I guess I haven't seen it. Uh, Bruce Greenwood is amazing as JFK. Mm. And Koster has a horrible Boston accent. That's why I'm kind of tying these two together. Right. Um, It's actually worse than Morrow's. Um, but movies are very good. Uh, and they're both, I put them both B-plus movies, both high. And if you haven't seen that, check it out, 13 Days. Um, It's a really interesting movie. Snapshot of this time in history, sure. and it's uh incredibly like well-crafted movie. It's shot really well. Yeah. Um. It a lot of care, just like with Quiz Show. A lot of care went into it. If you're looking for a good movie, I'd check out Thirteen Days. Will um, we, we'll never hit it. We could, but it'd be it's it, ma- right, it made a little money. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it. how many fuck for some reason we have like Kevin Costner phobia with this. Yeah, show. we don't we don't ever we don't ever hit what him. the fuck. <laughs> I don't know. We spent a lot of money. We the only thing we hit was our uh, of Dreams for the um. YouTube show. That's right, but we've never hit a Kevin Costner movie on no. the show, which is bizarre. I mean, we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit like four in a row. Know, so it's just gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I know. Yeah. Twenty twenty two is gonna be the year of the Earth. <laughs> It Probably is. Uh, but no, it's crazy. It's I, I mean, we could hit it, but I, I don't <laughs> when know. When was that? When was that made? Uh, I, R- approximately, it was, uh, it was, when I was 2001. Okay, so some time ago. I'll, yeah, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah, check yeah, that. Yeah, out. Yeah, totally. yeah. I'll watch it. Um, it's it's very good. Uh, but I I tie those movies together because um, you know, historical event movies I think can be really good. Agreed. Um, because it's more like a movie. Like we're seeing a brief moment in time and how these people react to it. Uh, I especially like movies like Quiz Show because honestly, I was born in 1979. I didn't, I didn't even know about the 21 scandal uh, until this movie. I know it was 15, whatever. But like, I honestly haven't thought about it a ton since no. the mid nineties either. So it's like, all right. Like it's a cool little look into a history that I might not have ever known about. Cause and, the grand and I love TV. Exactly. I didn't know about it.
0: In the grand scheme of things, it probably wasn't the big, actually, yeah, you would probably think like the Tonight Show stuff was more important than yeah. say the quiz show scandal. You know what I mean? Like to your perspective. So it would be interesting to go back and see this one.
1: Oh, it's really interesting. I mean, this guy was on the cover of time magazine. Yeah. Like he's obviously, he was a pretty big deal. Right. And um, so, I mean, I can, I can, and also, you know, the other cool thing about this too, is like at one point, in the movie like quiz shows Scorsese tells uh, Rob Moore, quiz shows will be back. And he was right on a lot of fronts because obviously they had a huge heyday in the seventies. Um, but also even after this movie comes out six years later, was that crazy? Remember when who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. It was on ABC like five nights a week. Every single fucking night. It destroyed the network. Yes. Uh, if you don't know, if you're younger, ABC had Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And it had it on like once or twice a week. And the ratings were so monstrous that they ended up having it on five nights a week. Was it Regis every night too? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Which is which you might think, oh, well, why would that destroy the network, Chris? Well, the problem is it's a fad. And like, like eight months later, no one wanted to see this anymore. It was on five nights a week. And now, because it's been monopolizing your entire schedule, you have nothing to replace it. Right, and that's actually how Lost got the schedule. Lost was they—they they didn't know what to do with it. They like, ah, should we do this? Should we not do it? I don't want to spend that much money. And they realized, oh shit, we have nothing in the back burner. Fuck it, we need programming. Right, throw all the money at Lost. I don't care. Like, let's just get stuff on there. Yeah, because ABC was, and it, it ABC the like went from being the number one network to being dead last. At like, I think Fox was that's when fox started to overcome it because fox and american idol yeah um uh, and they did not make the same mistake and um they kept it to, like two nights a week I yeah not wanna. even got a three a little bit but they backed off because of who wants a millionaire and then when their abc is in fourth place they're like fuck and it took them a long time to that show alias yeah that's right lost those were the shows that kind of saved that network yeah and obviously didn't and i watched alias i like that i actually liked it it's, yeah, it was fine it was kind of yeah. silly little show jennifer yeah. Garner was good on it All right yeah, yeah. yeah. um but yeah but uh but you can see how like the but the quiz show certainly came back and you know what's gonna happen again 10 5 15 20 years from now okay. I okay absolutely see another quiz
0: show right because people love reality television that's just one type of it
1: yes yeah and it's a and it's a i mean we saw I mean, even like jeopardy still gets mon- monster now you like you know jeopardy syndication though and it's and it mm. also isn't you know our network's not tying it's incredible it's a whole like no it's not future to it no it's more like syndicated people can kind of throw it on at seven thirty, and old people can watch it kind of thing i mean it's on netflix right now i i enjoy watching a couple Do episodes you her here on netflix? There. yeah yeah. It's all, it's, I love Jeopardy. I really I love do. love Jeopardy yeah. too. Yeah. I'll watch it sometimes if it's on like if I'm like oh working for something to do at 7:30 yeah. and it's on.
0: Right. The, the I used to watch it like, most nights. Yeah, I would watch yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. I go through and, faces with it. Yeah. Just like
1: I'm sure America goes through faces with quiz shows. Yeah. Um so the movie's pretty <laughs> pressing in that way. I think uh, I I think it's a really this is a really good movie. Um not like not a top 10 or top 20 movie we've covered. Um but a really 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 solid movie. If you haven't seen it, you should I, see I it. really recommend checking out um and uh yeah it's, it's not bad but once again compared to the other movies that came out in 94 though it doesn't hold a candle to shawshank I and mean, fiction you can see how it got cut lost in the yeah it's in the not not
0: their fault. but
1: on a week in a week year this would have had a chance i think so well it's nominated so yeah a yeah but a real chance i think so yeah it, i think it, i probably if you add up the votes they'll never release the votes by the way in the academy which is a shame because that'd be mm. awesome to see but if, but if you counted the votes i bet quiz Show got a lot more votes than shawshank did for best picture that year you think so yeah Wow. just didn't, Shawshank didn't have any, didn't have a reputation yet, you know? So. Mm,
0: too yeah. bad. Uh, all right. Anything else with? Uh, Chris Show. With Chris Show? Okay. Supernova by Liz Fair. Interesting uh, choice. Of course, you uh, you chose this one. Yeah, let me explain
1: why. Yeah, I'd like you to. Okay. Uh, so I'm ambivalent with this. I think this song is okay. It's, it's pretty good and solid. Um, but my question to you is I just I kind of curious what you think. Yep. Should Liz Fair had had a better career? And that's really the discussion I, I, was, I, was
0: drawn, <sighs> I was drawn to this song. So I. Never was a huge Liz Fair person, and this was like peak indie time. For Ninety-four,
1: us. Rolling Stones. This was actually the peak uh, yeah. alternative time. Yeah, this right. This might have been the peak alternative year, which I agree, with Rolling Stone.
0: I can see that. Um, so this was kind of right up my alley, I would think. At that, but I never, I knew the song forces on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it only hit seventy-eight on the Hot 100, it was still it was it got, got a a lot much of higher alternative on play, alternative though. play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and plus uh, MTV because she's a beautiful woman, yeah. and um, and, uh, and yeah, so it got a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of play on MTV too. I don't. Think so, because I went. I mean, I listened to a bunch of the, her stuff, you know, over the last couple of days, Me too. and I think her like best comp is someone like Hole.
1: Like the oh, pro- assume, my I problem is drastically different. Actually. My pro-
0: but, uh, my problem
1: with Liz Fair is she doesn't have a good voice, right? That very disaffected, maybe the most disaffected singer I've ever heard.
0: Could be. Uh, and here's a here's actually a good example of that. This is her on Letterman.
1: She has a hard time hitting pitch. Yeah. Like she sounds really bad well, there. The she doesn't even really sing. Like she, it's more just, it's very much more speaking and it's very, very monotone. monotone. It is monotone. Yeah. So
0: my, that, the reason why I sort of incorporated her to, to Hole is that both uh, her and Courtney Love do not have very good voices. Um, uh, Courtney Love probably has a worse voice, but more character. Yes. She's got kind of a, a raspy voice. The, right. It's heard her from Hole. But, um, Unfortunately, Liz Fair is not like a professional songwriter. Like if you listen to her songs, they're either like really low-quality knockoff Rolling Stone songs. Like even this, you listen to this satisfaction. The, the the course is actually very similar to Satisfaction, very similar. And of course, the first out al- her first album is Exile, Exile exactly, and Guyville, which and is Guyville, which is like an answer. Well, she's kind of communicating call an
1: answer to Exile and Street. Exactly, she's uh, admitted it.
0: Yeah, it, right. But then if you listen to the songs and the structure and even how the guitar is played. Very, like a lot of Keith Richards licks. Yeah. Very right. similar. So she's not a, she's just not, she's like a. She's
1: song, but you're not talking about the lyrics. So you're simply just the structure of the songs. Correct? Okay.
0: Yep. Structure, uh, structure of the songs, Um. execution of the songs, Uh. her melody. She doesn't have any creative melody at all. And she's not a very good singer. So to me, these are not professional songs. Um. The first album, I listened to a bunch of, cause you know, everybody, you know, loves the first album. Exactly,
1: right? Rolling Stones is uh, are, we're the top 500. It's, it's become a, uh, like a, very Much like a Gen X icon, especially yeah. for a lot of women. It's all right. I mean, there's some on there that are okay, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it either. In fact, her favorite, my favorite song of hers isn't even on the first two albums. What is it? It's a polyester bride in the third album. Uh, I don't know
0: it. I, um, I was listening to a bunch of stuff. Oh, right I, of I
1: oh yeah, to, to me, that's a, that's her. Uh, I should have, I just didn't know where to go,
0: so I was yeah. listening through a bunch of albums, but um, I couldn't pick that one. I'm surprised one out you about. don't know that one just offhand Maybe though. Maybe I would. It's like sweater song. You don't know this song? I guess I don't really? recognize it. No, very sounds very similar to Weezer. That's
1: a that's a, a sweater song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like verse. Uh, <laughs> no, that that's probably her. I uh, uh, at least the, the most iconic song to me. Maybe it's just the kind of most airplay at the time. That that one came out in '98. Yeah. Um, she also kind of went pop a few years later. So yeah, that was so that. I mean, I didn't know that.
0: Uh. What's
1: oh what where is it? That um, was at the album in two thousand three or four. Um, uh,
0: it's why can't I? And I yes. thought that I grabbed it. Why can't I breathe whenever I think about you? Yeah, I actually thought that was Avril levine I yeah. know it's the same producer. Uh, they're the same production company. So when I heard, that, I didn't know this was like you're right two thousand. When was that? Two thousand three. Yeah. That's off her self-titled al- album, Liz Fair. And when I heard that at the time, I was like, "Oh, this is Avril Lavigne." I didn't make the connection that it was Liz Fair.
1: So Liz Fair, I root for Liz Fair. I think maybe too much. A, she's really attractive. She uh, is. B, <laughs> uh, no, but the other reason I root for her, I think she's actually really smart and really introspective and interesting person to to, re- yes, to hear. Like, I think so. When, when she when she speaks and she has some interesting things to say so in some of her songs. I think the songwriting stuff. I think those people were really drawn to a lot of stuff was not the structure of the songs, but more what she was saying. Sure. and um the stuff with that that album that was fair i'm interesting so the first three albums she did it was Capitol records but it was a division of capital records called matador that's right and they were an indie label right and it was like these just cool guys and cool gals and they were just making cool records they were just having like being cool was more important than being successful in fact let's ask like who was the coolest
0: indie record yeah. oh it's matador okay i'm gonna go with that right yeah <laughs> it's and like was like, it, was being, it was like you're just
1: being he's like and you know, let the let the business, let the you know the bean counters at Capital handle yep. the rest. You know, we'll just be cool, and it works. But then you know, like we were talking about it a number of times in the show, you know, I, you know, indie and grunge had a had a shelf life. It did. And by two thousand four, two thousand three, it, that's it had long created shelf life. And Capital got rid of Matador, and now she just is under the Capital umbrella. Yep. So uh, I guess the director, of Capital Records, is like, listen, you either go pop, or I can't help you. Yeah. Like, in other words, like you won't, you know. We won't. We won't promote your album. And-,
0: and it seemed like too. She was ready for that. She's like, I'm. I've been an indie darling for a long time now. I've written all these songs. I haven't made that much money. Right. I'm just gonna write up. But I'll get Avril Lavigne's production team, and uh, we'll do some pop songs. And the album is very poppy. That's not a bad song. The Why no, Can't I Breathe? That's it's like fine. a. That that is a well-written yeah. pop tune. I mean, it sounds good. She sounds good on it. She got savage for it. Completely savage for it. People thought that she, they turned her back Pitchfork
1: famously gave her a 0.0, which they went, they gave her basically the lowest rating you could do. Basically saying, basically people were, Pitchfork had been a long advocate of hers. Yes. That's the thing too. I think you had a lot of critics being advocates of hers and then they felt like she quote unquote sold out. Pitchfork has since rescinded that review. It was like, ah, we're too harsh. I mean, it's kind of
0: shitty. It's like an artist needs to make money. You know what I mean? If they're going to, they got, they, just have to. It's like, you can't just, you don't want to live in a, if selling out means you don't have to live in a fucking van. I'm sure she was doing fine, but her first album only sold, sold a couple hundred thousand, which is a lot for, 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 you know, an indie record. But But it's not going to, you know, like Michael Jackson, Neverland
1: Ranch Rich here. No, not at all.
0: But I just, I mean, you have to support a tour. You got to support your musicians. It's like, there's a lot that goes goes into into it. it It really is. So, I have no problem with that. And the album sounds pretty good, and she's fine. I think she got too ravaged for that.
1: Yo, and I, I, I think our people, history has, has agreed with you there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's like, well, actually, you know, maybe we're harsh. I think Pitchfork has since given her a 6.0 for that. Is that a, 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 a Zero to 10. I mean, let's calm down, Pitchfork. <laughs> well, let's, let's, six is next. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I, I, I mean, think I Jesus. Pitch <laughs> got a couple <laughs> points for or getting you know savage star, but yeah, but uh, it, but it's just an interesting career. I I have a thought here. I think if Liz Fair was born ten years earlier or ten years later, she doesn't have a career at all. Hmm. Ten
0: years earlier, ten years later, could she have fit? The, that's the thing. It's like she's not like Blondie's
1: kind of. Well, Bonnie's infinitely more, and I like Liz Fair no, a lot. I, oh, I know. Bonnie's infinitely more talented than Liz I
0: Fair. know, but still kind of disaffected. Uh, also tries different things. Like if you listen to Liz Fair later on, she tries different things, which we'll get into. Yeah. More, Just more, like more artistic, more av- avant-garde than your typical pop star. So maybe, maybe it does work 10 years earlier. I don't know.
1: Bonnie, that would have been 20 years, really. I guess right, so. 15 years, uh, whatever, right? Uh, yeah, Bonnie's yeah, so. 80 was 79, 80. I guess so. so. But like, yeah, I mean, or even before, yeah. I mean, but then you start getting into like, you know, Liz Fair was, was fair, been a musical artist in the 50s? Probably not. No. You know, like you know. Well, I was thinking like part of the Lou
0: Reed clan, kind of, or like, or. Uh, but then she had the
1: musical chops for it. I don't know like I almost think know it me. has to be the video age.
0: Yeah, you're right. I but think then you're right. if you
1: go too far in video age, I like that style of music, her whole Gone. thing was like cool, disaffected. That's right. Like some of those songs, that first, I think that first song off that album, the one that um, is the Whip Smart album. Whip one. The one, smart the one yeah. that uh, yeah. song is on. Yep. Um, that song is the most disaffected, like she just could care could care less she's barely singing it and that style was very hipster slacker 1994 it's hard to explain if you didn't live it uh, I guess it's probably similar to like my politics if you will which is very much like I don't know man uh, I don't know yeah, I don't know tell you. Wrong, Like yeah. everyone's everyone sucks don't trust anyone I don't know everything's, everything's stupid but like that's really a very Gen X here's here's an example of at it.
0: maybe this is the one you were talking about this is Shane you doing story this is not a professional song.
1: Honestly, man, like I don't know if this is a song or not because there's like five songs. There the that sound sound just like this. exactly like there's, <laughs> no, there's not, nothing it's not there. Good. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's like uh, it, it's not a melody. She's just kind of droning on in a very monotone way. It's a, it's not that's not a professional song. There's yeah, a lot of that I,
1: in I, I can't argue with you on that. Some some of those songs. In that, now look, you pick off you know three or four songs off off most albums, and they're not professional songs either. Though I mean that's I'm, true. To in her
0: defense, um, she's just not a good like. Okay suppose her was Sheryl Crow, who yes. is like- Another reason I picked her, by the way. Like, I, want, I, want do this. I want to do this. It's like a way better writer. Even if you say that she, she I mean, she at least co-wrote all the stuff on uh, on, on Tuesday night. Right. On that first album. She yeah. at least co-wrote. But then most of the stuff on the second album, which is self-titled, self, uh, Sheryl Crow, that most of that stuff is hers. She is a way better writer.
1: Now, from a lyrics point of view, though, I think Liz Fair is saying less cutesy, more interesting stuff. Like Polyester Bride is a more interesting song. Sure. Than, from a lyrics point of view only. Sure. Than anything Sherlock Crow has written. Yeah, probably. Sherlock it's very really whimsical. Yeah. Um, kind of just a plays more beat. with phrases. Yeah. Like, all right, that's not really saying anything. It's just kind of like, it's like something you of, on a coffee mug. I can see that. Where like, Liz is sometimes is actually saying some shit. That's true.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, so- and, and another thing too, in her defense. Yes. In that debate. You know, Sherry Crow is infinitely more successful than Liz Fair. History will remember Chiraq Crow more than remember. Oh yeah. Liz Fair. yeah, 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 yeah. Liz Fair and I lived in 1994, so did Matt will attest, Liz Fair is about nine thousand times cooler than Chiraq. I think so. It's ever been. Yeah, I think that's. Sher has ever been cool. No. No. And it's not a knock on Cheryl Crow. No, like you know, no, but Liz like Fair's Liz cool. Fair was actually like one of the coolest musicians of the '90s. Well, and she's trying to what do something
0: like to do the answer to uh, Exile on Main Street. That's like a cool concept. Yes. Like I'm talking back to Mick. Like that's a cool, that's a cool idea. I yeah. like that. Uh, I like trying to. She's try seems to do more
1: concept driven. I think it's. I mean, it's, I mean you know, you bring up Courtney Love, I think Courtney Love is very much it's all like emotion and it's like react, like just like reactions and it's like ah. ah And like, I feel Liz Fair is like so much more intelligent, has her shit together, and just seems so much more like, all right, well, here's why I'm doing this. Can give you like reasons for why she's doing things and explain herself. Courtney Love is just like wild. I mean, that's why Courtney Love is a really good actress. Yes, that's true. She's just emoting. She's just reacting. We're like Liz Fair. I bet would be a terrible actress because she's just too cool. Well, this is your in your defense. Yeah.
0: Position for yeah, How about you let me keep my profits as a score? Record says a shrinking, I'm getting
1: more. I got a kid to feed. How about you cut a deal with me? So,
0: this is a song called Bollywood off of uh, Fun Style. Did you ever watch the? We've talked about Todd in the Shadows before. Um, he does YouTube videos. Uh, he does train records. Oh yeah, yeah, which yeah. are like records that are just inexplicable. Yeah. Oh, how does this? Why was this ever oh, made? It's a crazy, yeah. crazy record. And he did one on on. Uh, I highly recommend <laughs> anybody watching um, train records on Fun Style. But actually, I have no problem with this album. She's trying shit. So she, so, so, uh, the. That's a rough listen, though. I, yes, but it's, it's different and odd. Like mm. she's rap, she's rapping. I know, it's, it's weird. I could
1: fart this microphone for an hour and a half. It's odd, but it doesn't mean it's good. Actually, and the microphone probably stinks. That's true. Yes, you know, like yes, that's,
0: yes. It's very yes. yes. Particularly, your, particularly your... Right.
1: But, uh,
0: <laughs> I have, I really don't have a problem with this. Uh, who's the, what's the other one? You should know me. Here's, uh, no. Oh. Not supposed to no, this is, this is a good song, man. should meet there together. I mean, that, that's, that's actually, that's a really that's cool song. Bad, yeah. There's some good songs off, off uh, Fun Style. Oh, so this, right. is, this is what she says. Um, she releases Fun Style on her website, like this poorly made shitty website. Oh. Um, and this is what she said. And she wrote a little note there. She said, how to like it. You were never supposed to hear these songs. These songs lost me my management, my record deal, and a lot of nights of sleep. Yes, I rapped on one of them. <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are, but here's the thing you need to know about these songs and the ones coming next. These are me love them or hate them, but don't mistake them for anything other than an entirely personal untethered from the machine free for all view of the world refracted through my own crazy lens. This is my journey. I'll keep sending you postcards. Liz five 99 on her website. When she released it, she lost like they're, they're like, "What? What, 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 what can we, what can we do with this? Um, and she released it, but I, but I find this album, more interesting than her early albums and those first two albums and than, then um, than Whip Smart and, uh, and, and Exile.
1: This is the problem too with being cool, right? Like, you know, if you're cool, that has a shelf life. That does. your audience only cares about cool for so long. Like, so all the 17 year old, you know, women or 19 year old or, you know, women and girls who bought this album in 1984. Yeah. 10 years later, they have families, they have jobs. Being cool isn't that important anymore. And now where is, she, you know, then you're, then you're releasing. Yeah, they're like, not, they're not, you know, they're like, not watching. They're not like, listening to fun stuff. No, they're probably listening to at that point. Probably Sherlock Crow. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like that's the thing with being cool is it's, it's, it's not always the best thing. I mean, look at Fonzie at the end of happy days. Like, you know, he's, yeah, he's you know, he's still living above the, it's a little old. Yeah. He's still living above the Cunningham's garage. Yeah. He's like, he's like a teacher. It's a weird, the like, yeah. 1980s Fonzie is so strange. Yes. Cause like cool has a shelf life.
0: Yeah. Uh seven albums by Liz Fair is underwhelming. Um she you know, she uh I know that she kind of got started a little she was m- m- mid to the I guess mid twenties, mid like 25, 26 years old when this when uh this came out. No, when the first album came out, she'd already done some time, moved to San Francisco, didn't work out, moved back to Chicago, whatever. But seven albums seems pretty underwhelming for someone like these songs well, number one she, she had issues with fame. So she Exactly.
1: exile Exa and Gallybell comes out in ninety three. Yes. Okay. The very nearest year she does Whip Smart. Yes. And she backed out of tour dates. And she's like, eh, I, I she's, and she says, she's like, I don't know why everyone wanted this more than me. Like mm-hmm. everyone wanted to be famous. She's like, I don't really want to be famous. I, I think she's having a tough time dealing with it. And yeah. she doesn't come out with the next album. The one that has polyester bride for four years. Yeah. It's a long layoff. It is. Um. So I think a lot of it was just like her kind of wrapping her head around shit.
0: I also think her band, like she went from a, a kind of a hack group of people who put together her first album and then to the second album, there were higher expectations. And you had that same hack group of musicians doing it. I don't think she transitioned
1: well into into well, like one a of your professional. favorite musicians. One of one of her musicians. Who is it? Uh, the guy from Radiohead was on the uh, that album that comes out in two thousand three. Tom York. Tom York's on it. Yeah. On which song? He's he on. Some, uh, he Whip it? some guitar stuff. Smart? Does he really? No, it's Smart. The self t- self titled. Oh, uh,
0: I guess I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really spend any time with that yeah. album. Um, I went right to like Fun Style and, uh, yep. and a pop one, Liz fair one.
1: Yeah, he does. He does some guitar stuff on it. I guess guitar stuff. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's that. Oh, she. <laughs> Funny thing too is uh, Liz Fair does backups on a Cheryl Crow song. Oh, uh, later on, which one did she do?
1: Well, what did they, they did? She did Cheryl Crow with Lilith Fair because Liz Fair definitely probably. Did. I think that you know, they're Lilith Fair friends, which makes sense. I mean, I'm sure you know, I'm sure it's not that crazy that that same 17 year old girl I know is not mocking it earlier. 19 year old woman, or whatever, has both CDs in her, yeah. in her CD case at sure. that time.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. one's the more punker version. One's the more right. Yeah. Adult contemporary version. I guess uh yeah so i mean this wasn't her most famous this the most famous was the why can't i song but um but this was probably what she's at least yeah her, her polyester, cred is polyester
1: bride was a major song for her wasn't really but it was the only one off that album that had any traction yeah it got a lot of play it's it did. alternative um mm-hmm. and um but exactly and guyfield doesn't really have a major song on it doesn't it, but it's by far her most famous i mean that's a much more famous album you know that's her film's creation, much more yeah. than Polyester Bride, but like that Exile and Guyville is what should be known for. So I critically. Stayed, it's still on the top 500 for Rolling Stones' yeah. greatest albums. Um, I think now, though, like 20 years from now, people be just like, what is, what is this? Like yeah. they won't, they'll have to go look it up. No one will know who his pair is. In fact, I'm sure a lot of, maybe our younger listeners maybe don't even, I'm sure that someone listening to this doesn't know who she is. Um, Which is why I like, I've always wondered, I, 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 is this someone who had, is this an Edward Norton situation? Is this a Ray Fine situation where someone who was underwhelming? But you know, kind of doing the deep dive I've done in the last couple of days. I'm like, no, I think it's properly rated. Yeah.
0: Like, who's that chick that was dating uh, Elon Musk? Um, who's kind of a a a, a oh, musical yeah. darling? He starts with a b b uh, Wait, is that it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Shit, I wish I could pull that name. But I I feel like like Grimes. Si- Grimes. Similar vibes with her. She's not a prof- like she's not a professional mm. writer. She's another like sort of indie darling. But that's not. I don't really know any about it. Not her. very good. I've yeah. I've tried. Like I've been like, oh, yeah. Because you know, she was so really critically acclaimed, and uh, so I was listening to like some live performances and stuff. But I went through her catalog, and I'm like, this is not this is not a professional musician. This is not someone who knows how to write. It's very rambly. Uh, it doesn't. No, it's just not put together very well. Kind of feel it's a very Liz Fairian kind of existence. Um. I don't know anything else with uh Liz Fair. I don't. We might hit that. Why can't I song? I guess. I doubt it.
1: I assume this would just be the fair conversation. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else I don't have to say. But. I, just, I just wanted to see. I just wonder to have the discussion. That would be an interesting one to have. Okay.
0: Uh, headlines. Yes. So, uh, <sighs> what was I going to say? How do I want to start this? You could read the headline. Britain takes control over Palestine after World War I because the Ottoman Empire is defeated. Okay. So Britain lands in the Middle East and takes over over the Palestine area. And uh, in that section of the world, it's a Jewish minority and Arab majority. Britain was basically tasked to create a home for the Jews, a Jewish a Jewish state, because things are getting you know more and more tense mm-hmm. in Europe through World War II, obviously for the Jews, so a place to call home. And what happens is there's tension. It's an ancestral home for both uh, Palestinians and uh, Jews, so it was split into two states. And Arab leaders did not accept this. Britain leaves the area in 1948, basically leaving things unresolved, and Jewish leaders create Israel, take over, and there's war for decades. Um, And you have troops from neighboring countries, neighboring Arab countries who are invading. Uh, A ceasefire happens, but there's never a peace accord, ever, ever, for years and years and decades and decades until the peace accord in 1994. And so in this, uh, this week- And everything's fixed. <laughs> October 14th, the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to uh, Yasser Arafat, um, Shimon Perez, and Yishtak Rabin, I think is how you pronounce his last name, for their efforts to create peace in the Middle East. Um, we know how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, basically. That that was like the m-
1: headline. You give us it. A- That's <laughs>
0: it. That's the major thing that was happening this week. There wasn't much. People died. Terrible
1: job, I around there. What do you
0: mean a terrible job? I just talked, gave you the history of Palestine and yeah, uh, and Israel uh, problems in the Middle East. I summed them all up in two minutes for you, and then I told think, you I think
1: about. You know a lot of those things.
0: Oh ah, well, well the P. I mean whatever. Nobel Peace Prize happened. I don't. I mean, it feels like the It's funny because the- oh, uh, I did want to say this. So the um. uh, the prize, uh, let's see, where, what do they say? So um, whoever, the board that decides these things, says, um, by concluding the Oslo Accords and subsequently following, uh, following them, Arafat, Perez, and Rabin have made substantial contributions to a historic process through which peace and cooperation can replace war and hate. The award for Nobel Peace Prize for 1994 goes to these folks no, um, by the Norwegian Nobel committee to honor a political act which called for great courage on both sides and which has opened up opportunities for a new development towards fraternity in the middle east so i think what they're saying is this is an attaboy so you keep doing it so you'll keep trying to create peace there over time
1: it wasn't a perfect situation obviously when When i do it segments headlines when matt does it segments deadlines deadlines because it's just not good what do you mean Bad headlines.
0: You thought that was a bad headline yeah. that they got uh, the Nobel I Peace Prize. About
1: it, I was like, but like, the I didn't give a
0: peace prize. Like that, that, that took me like less than two minutes.
1: <laughs> I know, mean, no, no. I mean, what? like, we need more headline. We need more juice. I, I mean, that's, that's the guy.
0: No, that's a Patreon show.
1: Oh, that's bullshit. That's no, no, no. I deadlines. was, I was like,
0: Don't call me deadlines. Half,
1: hashtag deadlines. <laughs> no, don't <laughs> do not <that.
0: Don't laughs> you do that to me? No, I think it, what there wasn't a lot going on this week. It was mostly uh, a lot of people died and. Uh, <laughs> I was like deaths, 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 and then, uh, and then the Nobel Peace Prize. There was probably other stuff. Uh, it just—it wasn't. I didn't care about the other stuff. Yeah, we can this, tell. This is the yeah, most. We know. We know. No, I cared about
1: this one. Yeah.
0: Want to have a conversation about it? Israel. Yes, Arafat? Not
1: really. Yes, Arafat yes, is in every every week we talk about. Yes, Arafat. Yes, Arafat <laughs> is like one of those things that constantly comes I love up. Love that guy. Yes, We're we talking about Donald Sutherland. Yes, Arafat is like basically like a third, like the Billy Preston of the show. He should come on then know oh, he's, he's, he's tough i tried it he doesn't answer my calls oh uh all right so we're back uh on wednesday with uh right four, so wednesday Saturday sunday yes yeah How about that right bonus show yeah lucky them we're gonna be working hard the next week
0: here finally you have to do something for a living. Uh, no. <laughs> uh
1: and then uh until we start taking a week off
0: <laughs> a couple weeks uh, that's true yeah
1: not for patrons though patrons will still get the,
0: uh, yeah but they patrons think that they get two so they're really they oh. feel like they're getting shafted too I feel like they're getting shafted. I, I want you I want everybody out there to know that you unilaterally made these decisions. And uh, I, and yes, I'm the protested. Christmas one, the
1: Christmas one I I did unilaterally you know, make you absolutely right.
0: because uh, that's on Saturday anyway.
1: That makes sense. Well, just I don't know what to do. Like, so yeah, the Saturday's Christmas. So I'm like, all right, it's holiday week. Like, what are we gonna I think people are looking for content then? That's the only thing. I know, but that means we have to like we drop a show that Wednesday, but I I don't know. I mean people are also doing Christmas with their families and, on like, Saturday. A lot of know. like podcasts take like two weeks off. Like we're we we're gonna still put out a regular show on New Year's Eve, yeah, but we're scrappy. Just <laughs> for two years. <laughs> Sometimes we're not scrappy anymore. <laughs> where we just are where we are. Uh, I, I don't like if it mean, like uh, it's so fun. Like it's it's great. What oh, say like, it? No, our, our listenership grows, but it grows at like such incremental.
0: It's funny. It plateaus and then grows sharply and then plateaus not sharply. But even no, sharply, pretty sharp because you're looking at
1: thirty or fifty percent uh, moves. I well yeah we are, but then we like aren't like we're not. Like, it's still like me and you. <laughs> basement during this show i don't know you thought we'd be famous by now not famous
0: but thought barstool was calling you
1: no oh, i never said that. barstool should call me my other one not this one i know uh no, no i doubt that's even true no i don't know, know i don't know i the demo, i think it's niche.
0: i think when people listen they're like holy shit this is good but i think it's nichey um because they I, it's harder to like i i think a lot of people listen to podcasts i don't i know i like it this way too i don't like to jump around in a podcast it's very like rare hardcore uh, is it hardcore history whatever uh not hardcore.
1: Yeah. Hardcore yeah, Dan history. Dan Carlin's hardcore history,
0: yeah. Like that one makes sense to me. I'll go topical, but he's doing a uh, five episodes or yeah. 18 hours on a topic or whatever it is. And so that makes sense to, to, to like, you know, jump around. But most of the podcasts I listen to, I don't jump around for, I wonder if that's an odder thing. So it's maybe like, Oh, there's already 200 episodes. I don't even know like where to begin to start. Yeah. But, and I mean, it's easy. just start, find a movie that you know, right. and then listen to that. I'm jumping yeah, and it's an easy one, but, but I don't know if people listen to Consume podcasts that way. I don't
1: know. I don't know. No, I mean, obviously we just keep growing, which is we great. Do. But it's just like, <laughs> but, but, you we're think, not, but we're not growing at a pace to be like, all right, well, this is a-
0: Financially, yeah, solvent. Like
1: a major. I mean, we're solvent, I get. What does solvent mean, right?
0: No, the podcast makes money, of course. Yes. But, but in yeah, it's not, not enough to like- But we can't live on it. No. No. No, I no. No, not even close. That's why you're volunteering at the uh, animal shelter. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, so we can't like live on it. No, we can't. But yet it makes money. Yeah, but yet exactly. we grow, but yet we don't grow very quickly. Yeah, I think really. it just
0: takes one major thing like I to think break. You're right. Yeah, whether it's some podcast network. Yeah, like a like, like hundred
1: minor things. Which has been great. Yes. Uh, I it, know. We're going it's good. It's good. Yeah, it keeps growing. I mean it isn't if you look big picture, like all right, well, year after year we've like tripled, quadrupled like, our listenership. Like, oh, right. that's pretty good. Like I should, I should just be happy with it. And I am happy with it. But it's just like I know. It's two years, Jesus Christ, two, two goddamn years. years. That's a long time the basement. It's, it's, it's a you, studio. Though. No, it is. It is a studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, it's just yeah. like, yeah. I know. No, I, agree. No, it's, I agree. two I agree. years of doing the show with you, too. That's a lot. I agree. It is almost our two year anniversary, by the way. It might be our two year anniversary, like,
0: well, soon, right? We'll record it sometime in December, but we released it in January. Yeah, is that what it was? that's right. Yeah, um, but I can look back. I'll, I'll, I'll right? It's gonna be right them. around here. Yeah, it's pretty close. It was, it must have been. The, it must have been another week or two, I think, but yeah. We we'll
1: sat down. If go, you had told me two years from now, all right, we're gonna keep doing the show. No, what? Two years from now, like we're gonna be where we are now with the show.
0: I would feel that would be underwhelming. I don't think that's the case, though. I think we're either done or it's it's grown significantly since since then. But how much is it? No, 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 no I meant like two. If
1: I told you like two years ago.
0: Oh, you said two we, years from now. But you, you mean we're, we're
1: sitting there? Okay, right, right. You kept interrupting. So if I you're right, if I said if the first time we taped an episode, if yep. I'm like, all right, well, two years from now, here's where we'll be. Would you have done the show? Yes. Yeah, me too yeah because like
0: I was only expecting to get like 30 downloads Everybody, for a while because no, but just like who That'd was gonna, be problematic in the beginning though like <laughs> yeah who, I know without I any know. help from KMS or whatever right. it'd be like just our friends and family so yeah. I think our I think yeah at that time was well, doing significantly better than that at least but uh Freecast was doing hundreds but not like yeah not like we yeah no I mean we've way eclipsed what that was doing so I was used to, I was used to like 300 in episode or three, three, sometimes 500. And it in a little
1: more than that, but it still wasn't like in the thousands.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, both of our, our, both of those shows are very regional. I mean,
1: right. Yeah, that you know, was the specific was, to the, the ceiling here is pretty shallow. Exactly. Like uh,
0: but I, I thought that if we were doing hunt, like if, yeah,
1: because, I mean, we're in the thousands now, but then it's like, all right, well, how many thousands do you need to make this be viable? I mean, it's I know Probably that. like 10,000, I imagine. I right? think 10, so, 15?
0: Yeah. yeah, right. To be like- Because then if you're at 10 or 15, then you have, you know, you might have like, you might even have 1,500 or patrons. Like if, if right. you're popular, if like yeah. you have a diehard fan base and then between that and the ads, you're making enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think we can get there. I don't, I don't know if we will. It just depends, but I think the show is good enough to get there. It's just, you know, how much- publicity we get we should probably start advertising again mm. i think we should do that all right we can uh, i think that helps
1: we're trying to deal with some people they don't you don't, call, they, don't call like, us, they don't call you back
0: yeah like hey we really want to advertise give again, you again money. with you
1: like right on your premium show it's give
0: like, you money please take our fucking money yeah. and they don't call you back it's very strange very odd yeah, yeah. i don't know but i don't know if they're just like yeah i don't know I, maybe they just hand over I, they're just they're I don't know so the so guy money. I was working
1: with also like might have left the company. I don't know what's going on with them. Okay, maybe man. I need to reach back out to them. But, yeah, um, maybe let's
0: do that over the first after the first after the year because we year, might as right. well. Like, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, those are big That's podcasts.
1: Leads back to like that Christmas week. Yeah, we'll just do the Christmas show. But we'll come back to the New Year's week. We'll we'll have a couple of shows there, and then I know one of the weeks in January we have is a three episode because uh, Blind Mike Quivers he has his oh. week coming up in in January. So. One of those weeks in January, I'll get a bonus. There you go. As well. well, we should do a watch along. So I think that'll be you fun. I have, watch new, I have a new set.
0: You don't want to do that? I do. Okay. I think I'm going to go on
1: a, I'm going to go on a full tour for out of theater. So like, full tour. wait, it's like, Oh yeah. I'm do the whole media tour. So anyone that right. wants me on their show the week before or the week, you know, right around or the week after out of theater comes out. Yes. Like I am a media. Would whore. you like to come on a quantum weekend announcer show? <laughs> <laughs> quantum week, yeah, great. <laughs> uh yeah any any show big or small i will gladly jump on and and shoot the show with you and talk good luck about luck theater yeah good thank luck. you uh no but like so yeah so I, I would gladly do watch along to further promote at theater <laughs> <laughs> uh, no a new setup up
0: there too it'll be fun it's like that's gonna, it's gonna it'll be more comfortable and like better ambiance and yeah bigger tv yeah better sound it'll mm-hmm. be fun i think yeah watch a bad movie
1: watch a bad movie and talk about it drink and yell at the tv okay well i can't sport. drink i have to drive home so even drink a little bit? Yeah, I can have like one or two.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I, oh. I forget when we talk about drink, what you actually mean yeah, is drinking is for me more. is like, yeah, seven to, I, seven to 12. One or two. I have a good time with one or two. That's all I need,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tuesday night. Um, I don't know. Is that, all, is that all? Yeah, so we'll be back. I think that's it. We're back uh, well, Wednesday. on Wednesday. And um,
0: oh, there's a poll. Maybe we'll have a, some answers to the poll today by now.
1: Oh, hopefully by now. Oh my
0: Christ. Yes, we, we would. Yes. All right. Because that episode goes out uh, tomorrow morning, Saturday time. Uh, right.
1: And... I'm hoping we have an answer by like 9 a.m. Yeah. With our 16 movies. That'd be cool. Um, I think that's it then. All right. Later.